The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Starry Night Theater podcast. This episode is sponsored by JDS Electrical Inc. Licensed and insured. Call 716-523-2711 for all your electrical needs. I'm your host. <laughs> <laughs> I did not transition from that. It was good. It was okay. like a commercial. I okay. felt. You okay, had a good cool. commercial voice. Except now we're supposed to also mention that that <laughs> yeah. electrical yeah, yeah, did yeah. business with us. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. yeah. I worked for I worked for this company. Uh, they are they're good. They're quick. They're clean. Uh, everything you want out of an electrical company. Are you going to say that every time? Yeah, I'll toss okay. I'll toss in different stuff. I don't know. That's how we keep the sponsorship going. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. we need to make money on this thing. <laughs> well, thank you for sponsoring another episode. Yes, we appreciate it. Uh, support support the the business. All right, uh, I'm your host Alex. I'm your other host DJ. And today we've got a big episode. We have our guests. We're going to skip the beef. The beef, we're, we're throwing the beef to next week. Yeah. Um, It'll be more interesting then anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, marinates. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah right. Um, our guest today is Sean Poland, longtime member Ooh. and my um, music director this summer. It has been a crazy summer. What a great show to start right in <laughs> for music directing. It's like, here, it's an almost an opera. Let's have yeah. fun. <laughs> Is there dialogue? Uh, maybe? <laughs> it's, been, it's been great. And I said from the start on this podcast that I love that you and I have been on the exact same page the whole time. Uh, well, you know, at the moment that I really, really loved was when we were talking about we had so many women audition, and, and so many were fantastic. But when we had Casey walk in, somewhat, or not, uh, Kaylee, right? Kaylee, the the beggar woman. Yes, yes. Kaylee walk yeah, yeah. in. Too many K names. Somewhere <laughs> right after um, Jenna and looking at the two of them, and it's like, oh, my gosh, they both have red hair. They both look similar. <laughs> this is what we need to do. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and it's just been great, even from that first time we met uh, to talk about it at Olive Garden. <laughs> Which seems like a year ago now. I know. <laughs> um, okay, so I went to a group of us from the theater. You can look on the social media to see all the names. I'm not going to list all 1,200 people. We went to New York City to see Sweeney Todd on Broadway. And it was my first time ever being in the city and ever seeing a show Wow, what an experience. Yeah, it was it was an experience. <laughs> Do you ever notice that the skyscrapers kind of like semi-move yes. if you stare up at them? Yeah, uh, that we were talking about that and how they're like made to shift, and that's mm -hmm. just horrifying to me. 
It's just <laughs> horrifying. Made to shift. Yeah, like they're made to move in the wind <laughs> and stuff. Um, so I'll start from the beginning of it. I after rehearsal every every rehearsal, we stay after and talk until like eleven o'clock at night, and um, we did that. And I had to leave at five in the morning, so I get home at eleven, and I shower and eat dinner at eleven o'clock at night, and then somewhere around twelve thirty one o'clock I fall asleep, and then I, have, I wake up at four because I wasn't la- the last rehearsal. You had to go the yeah. next morning. Why'd you say something? <laughs> I did at eleven. I'm like, all right, now we gotta go. Okay. I, I gotta wake up at four. Yeah, sleep when you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to I, w- I had to wake up at four because I didn't pack anything and I did not clean my car out. So at four in the morning, I packed everything, cleaned my car out. How many people were going on this? <laughs> Twelve people, and I had five of them in my car. Oh no! And yeah. there was no space before. I, I had say five that. garbage bags come from my car. <laughs> I'm a wreck. I'm a mess. <laughs> and uh, the first step to recovery is admitting it. <laughs> right, right. And so we get in. Everything's fine. I'm a little tired, of course, but the drive's going well. And then uh, we switched out kids. So I started with Ari and Luke in my car. And then the other people in my car, the mainstays were, were Natalie and VJ. And obviously me, I drove. So we switched Ari and Luke out. And then Bella and Autumn came in the car. And at some point, we got off of the main, like, highways. And are using, like, this kind of, like, back road system that is, like, a, a roller coaster. And you're going up. You're going down. You're swerving like crazy at 55 miles per hour. And so, uh, of course, Bella threw up in my car. Oh, <laughs> no. On the way down. And, uh, A sign of things to come. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we had to pull off and take care of that and stuff. And she was okay and everyone was okay. But it's just like, yep, here we, here we go. And we stayed on the roads, and the roads are just insane. And driving through – we stayed in New Jersey. Driving through New Jersey was awful completely rancid uh just bumper to bumper nobody is nice there and so you really just have to force yourself into places that are too small for your car yeah your your horn works more than your turn signal. <laughs> yeah you just gotta beep 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 yeah. till they move yeah and i okay i i love motorcycles I, I i've always been a big fan of like okay like watch for the motorcycles watch for all that not on this trip <laughs> on this trip, I was cut off by multiple, and there, there'd be like big traffic jams. They're, they would, yeah, they zoom right in. Yeah, they yeah. zoom they in and out, care. and they would go on the shoulder. Oh yeah, and drive through the trip. I'm like, I hate these people now. And now here's your your funny part about it: if you honk your horn in New York City, it's actually worth a fine. Really? Wow. I mean, it, it, the last time I went there, but that was 10 years ago, it was like a $250 fine for honking your horn to get everybody to shut up from doing it. Not that I think it's enforced or anything, but right. I remember being I'm like, like, there are tons of people honking their uh, horn. Uh, <laughs> that's the only way I'm getting through. <laughs> right. Yeah, so we get there. Everything's great. Except, so there were four of us staying in a room, and um, we thought, I thought, I don't know if anyone else thought. I thought there were queen beds in the room. So it was VJ, Julie, Natalie, and I in one room. And we get there, and they're not queen beds. So Julie got a bed. Natalie got a bed. VJ got the cot. <laughs> and, and I slept you on got the floor. I slept on the New Jersey <laughs> hotel floor. <laughs> and uh, 
It was clean. Okay, I was. I was going to ask if you showered afterwards. How clean was this? <laughs> I've never felt more filthy in my life walking around this city. <laughs> I've never felt more filthy. Uh, but like, it was fine. Like they all offered their bed, but I'm like, no, like you guys get the bed. I'll be fine. I'll get over it. You're still young. Yeah. So we did that, and then we we go to dinner, and I was not aware. And I think Tracy purposely did this. I was not aware that the place we're going is one of those singing places. Was it Ellen Stardust Diner? No, it's the other one, the Rose one. Oh, I don't know the other one, but yeah. <laughs> so that was that was a surprise, and they had to split us up. So Natalie and I are at a table alone, and you can't hear the person across from you because everybody's singing full volume, and the the audio is as loud as humanly possible. And I am in the background of every single person's video, just chomping down on my sandwich, <laughs> like like a like a pig in the background. And uh, they, so they do the happy birthday thing, of course, and mm-hmm. and real big and dramatic. So they do it to one table, and then Sarah Borowick sends me a text. She's across the the restaurant. I can see their table. She sends me a text. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, you guys aren't even next to each other. No, no, they're across the <laughs> restaurant. And she sends me a text like, "Oh, happy birthday." I'm like, no, 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 please. I'm I'm begging you, please do not send me a table. <laughs> and so Tracy sends one too. Right after they send that, a waiter comes over and like, is this for you? And it's like this like shake, like chocolate shake or something. And I like I panicked. I'm like, I hope not. I sincerely hope <laughs> not. And it turns out it wasn't for me. It was just a great coincidence on their part. <laughs> they then went around to five different tables and sang happy birthday. And every time my heart dropped. That they're gonna and like they would keep looking over and like smiling at us. I'm like, stop! Please don't send them here. Please, I'll make I'll make a scene. I'll make a scene, and then I'll probably get applause because it's New York. So that's what they're expecting. But, you would go viral. Yeah, <laughs> that that actually would be you, you'd go viral. So that that was uh, another thing. There are a lot of little things like that, and missing subways and and being on subways late at night. And then they wanted to do the stage door thing. Which I'm like, whatever. I don't. There are so many people. I'm not even going to get a whiff of Josh Groban. So, <laughs> I'm, I, Natalie and I stayed on the other side. They waited there for about like 45 minutes to an hour until someone came out. Like, oh yeah, Josh isn't coming out. There's poor air quality. <laughs> <laughs> they. I. It's been a long time since I went to New York City, but for me, the one that I wanted to go to more than anything was 9 to 5. I loved all three of the leads in 9 to 5, Alice and Janney, Megan Hilty, and Stephanie uh, Block. Loved them. Waited outside the door with my little, like, (laughs) oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And it was a 45 minutes, and it was, oh, this is a matinee. They need their hair done for the later performance, and Mm. it's raining, so no. And I, like, Big tears. So, <laughs> all right, I'm not gonna cry on the streets of New York City. That's fine. I've gotta go. <laughs> but I'm over it. I mean, it's only been ten years, and I'm still talking about it. But I, I clearly am over it. Clearly. But why do they wait so long to tell everyone? It should just be at the beginning. All right, they're not coming out. Yeah. I yeah. So that was an experience. So we ended up missing our train because of that, and then we had to get lifts, and uh, it was it was an experience. And everybody was losing their minds because it's like one in the morning at this point and we're all running on four hours of sleep. So yeah, that, that it was, it was fun. Like those kind of things are like, all right, we'll tell these stories for a while in the moment. Maybe not so fun, but it was also 90 degrees and smelled like smoke. And oh yeah, also like smoke from Canada, but also then smoke from whatever every single person was smoking. Like I have secondhand smoke 
from one trip to New York City <laughs> already. Uh, and yeah, so it, it was fun. And then like the next day, we we did a whole bunch of stuff and went to to Scranton afterwards. And I got home around like two forty five, three o'clock in the morning. And so I'm still I'm still a little tired. But the show. So let's talk about the show. Yeah. I was. I don't know. It it was not what I expected. Really? Yeah. I expected more from a, a Broadway show, I feel. Like it there, there was no act there's no character work at all. Like the characters did not grow throughout the story. It was like here's Josh Groban. He will be singing songs from Sweeney Todd <laughs> in concert form. In concert <laughs> form and he'll walk around the stage, but it's Josh Groban singing this. And He's great. I love. I love his voice. He's a beautiful voice, and uh, I love it. Was very entertaining. I was thoroughly entertained by her, but she was a clown. Like she, there was no character. It was just like well, and we I talked make you laugh. about this e- even originally when we were talking about the production because we were talking about the character of Love It when we talked of. Do you want it to be? Clown-like, because that's what the Angela Lansbury, the original, right. it, it was. It was very clown in your face. There wasn't, she didn't come across as devious. Right. We, like even our production, we really, I think, tone up. Jenna plays her very smart. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, she's cunning. She yeah. She knows what's going on at all periods of time. Yes. And... I kind of like that better. I definitely like it better. And this was like, she's like crawling down, like sliding down the stairs at points. And like, she would change her like accent. I, I called it like a, a Valley girl accent of a, a Cockney Valley girl accent. She would like slip into at points, to like just to make everyone laugh. And it's like, you are, you're a very entertaining person, but they, they pretty much said like, okay, the story doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We're just going to see these very talented people sing and mark through this. So I, I was disappointed with that because the story is a huge part of Sweeney Todd. Like, mm-hmm. you can get away with that with some musicals. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. But not Sweeney Todd. I mean, the story's long and confusing. So, like, you want to make it as clear as possible. And they, they just sort of, like, sing. Well, and, you know, too, I think it's kind of funny because it can be, but a lot of the times it wasn't. I think so many people just rely on the shock of it. Yeah. Where... To me, Sweeney is such a fascinating character because if he starts, he's there's a minor little bit of hope because he was coming back to London hoping they would be there. Right. He would be able to. I mean, he wasn't fully delusional, but there was that like little glimmer of hope that just slowly gets pushed out of him. Yeah. Over and over, and how it's how many how many bee stings can a person take before they go absolutely insane? Yeah. And it, it, there's more to explore than, oh, by the way, we're eating people. Cheers. Right. Yeah, there's a lot right. of themes that you can explore. And it's so deep. Yeah. There's so many parts that you could go with. And then uh, the the judge was a complete cartoon, a complete cartoon character. He had, like, the, the seven-foot top hat. And he's like, wow, I'm here for a shave. And I was like, I might die. Oh, I my god! I might die gosh. if I have to listen to this. Did, did Jared go? <laughs> <laughs> he did not go. <laughs> I can't see him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. And and then the ensemble. And I don't want to take anything. Like, the, the, the performance was great. Everyone, great voices. 
And I, I, was, I wanted to say the set was good, but the set was so, like, minimal. Yeah, it, it, and it is on Broadway. Almost every every production of it, um, whether it was uh, Patti Lapone's or or Angela Lansbury, it was always like strangely minimal. Yeah, like I, I know the the one of them just had a block that you ran up the block, you ran down the block, you ran oh, up wow. the block, and that was basically it. Yeah, I don't I don't love that. It's like you're. you're you got a lot of money at your disposal. You can you can show me something cool here, uh, and and yeah, I, I, the lighting was cool and the, the it sounded great. Everything sounded great, of course, but it was just I was surprised at the set and that the story was kind of just left behind. What about the blood? <sighs> not not a lot of blood. <laughs> not they they would put the apron on the people and then like you'd see like it start coming down the apron a little bit. But then, like, he would just dis- dispatch them quickly. So it's, like, a little bit of blood. Nothing nothing too wild. And, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And the ensemble, my, I think the biggest takeaway was I'm so happy the direction that we're going with the ensemble. Because I feel like they're, they're, they don't add anything to, this, to the story when they're just street people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It doesn't add anything. And like you said, like like they're telling the story, and like that's the whole point. And they, and they tell you that in the opening part, like we're telling the story, which is great. But like I think it'd almost be more effective if you even just had them like modern day people. So it's like, oh, this is interesting. Like, why are these people dressed like this? And then as the story goes, like, oh, they are telling the story still. Well, and the, and that's one of one of the things that I I pointed out at the end to to the ensemble because I I love this because it's present tense. Because it is a ghost story, right? When you when you think about it, Sweeney dies, but after he dies, after it's all wrapped up, he swings his razor. He everything's done in present tense, like the final part of any ghost story, where you know they still say he's up there, right? He's looking for his next, you know, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's so much more than. And and you can do so much more when you tell them, no, you're participating in telling a ghost story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And and Sweeney, I want Sweeney to be played like like a like a Batman or a or a Dracula. Like he is this like I don't know, like he he is just this this huge icon thing. And so like uh, and like the ghost story makes sense. Like it, he lives on. And the way that people like talk with him and, and treat him like and the way he moves like it's all very like i don't know like he's bigger than he's larger than life well and he's also an anti-hero he doesn't start right. out bigger than it's the how many again how many times can you kick somebody it's a little bit like between the joker between a, any of them where it's right. like how many bad things can happen to you before we finally get you to go nuts <laughs> yeah. yeah and just really freaking lose it which is kind of awesome yeah if you have an actor who's willing to show that right but i i even love in the beginning when they when he comes out and it's like this is very much like this is the presence of this man mm-hmm. so it's like i i love that part and just like to keep working on that is like he, this man has this, this crazy presence and I, josh did not get that across and I love him. I, I love him dearly, but it's just, it wasn't, I don't know. You're like, okay, it's Josh Groban. Cool. 
I think with a lot of those, it's hard to, um, because I was talking to one of my friends who, who's come to like any, any show I've been in and everything else. And he goes, I love coming to them, but it's really, really hard when I know all of you to be like, oh, that's that character instead of, oh yeah, that's, that's my husband up there. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, when you have a character, a person that is Josh Groban that everyone knows, Josh Groban, right. the Josh Groban, to be able to go, no, it's Sweeney Todd, it, it almost creates almost too much of a barrier. Yeah, yeah. Has um, this gotten good reviews, like the Broadway production? I I think so. It didn't do anything at the Tonys, but I think it's got okay reviews, right? Most of the yeah, reviews yeah. are, but that's that's from the Toctics. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything's on the talk to <laughs> you're either on submarines like, titanic <laughs> or uh sweeney Todd. <laughs> yeah yeah and it, it's cool it's cool but like i i don't know i feel like a lot of it was was playing for the people who know the show mm-hmm. so it's like a lot of just like winking at the audience i feel like too just as a tangent that happens with a lot of the revivals sometimes okay yeah. because i feel like there's sometimes a lazing out and I only bring this up because because it's Sondheim I remember when they did a revival of Into the Woods and it felt it's a Broadway revival but if you listen to it you looked at it the costumes weren't as good as the original the vocalists weren't as good and it was like oh a high school is doing an homage to it and it's like but it's Broadway but it feels like a high school yeah. doing it and I think they just rely on, oh, it's a revival. People are going to come to it because it's a revival. But why would you want to act in that way? I don't know. And also, I, it's funny that you said that because that's exactly what I said when we got back to the hotel. It's like it, it kind of felt at parts like high school the way that Love It would work the laughs. And I know, like mm-hmm. with Broadway, like once you have it in place, like you can't change it or whatever. But like. I, the it, the way it felt that, that she was just like going the extra mile for these laughs was like this character it doesn't necessarily make sense for this character to do any of that so it just kind of felt like yeah laugh at me like I, I'll upstage this whole play just for the fun of it I'm like that I don't know that felt very high school so it's funny that you say that mm-hmm. high that school on Broadway serious. I don't know why you would want to take an approach like that. Yeah, Even, it, like you, you can because it's Broadway, so you can do what you want, I guess. But like, wouldn't you want to put out great art, no right. matter if it's a revival or not? Okay, <laughs> I'm I'm only gonna toss this one out there because I was a musical theater major before you know I became human and switched just to music. <laughs> musical theater majors, and I in no may, way mean this to disparage. All the people who were musical theater majors, including myself, always put a priority on "I can sing so pretty, look at me." Yeah, that's what before you were, you were they can hit the acting as well. Yeah, and 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 even when I was in it, the BFA acting majors were great actors. Some of them could sing, some of them couldn't, but they were great actors. The BFA musical theater ones, all of them could sing, most of them could dance handful could act 
And all of them had this, in, if they ever had to do spoken dialogue, you could hear it in your head before they even started. Of, they will talk like this all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's yep. like, oh my gosh, stop, stop, <laughs> be real, be real. Right. Ah! Yeah. yeah. But wasn't it Sondheim himself who said that he prefers actors who can sing than singers who can Absolutely. Act? His favorite, favorite person to work with was Bernadette Peters. And he loved her and her big role being the witch in into the woods she wasn't supposed to have it it was felicia rashad but felicia rashad um got hurt or or something right before the production started and he called bernadette because he respected her so much and they were friends and he said no one can act this the way i need you to act it and you you're you're just perfect because as an actor you can do anything and she's not a fantastic singer she's a good singer but she acts she can cry on command she has this ability with her face that just makes you feel everything right and there's subtlety that's one thing that i feel like broadway's gotten away from particularly more recently is they've lost any subtlety sometimes a small action can do so much more a glance or something can like completely change everything and it's like, no, you need to do it very large mm-hmm. because somebody might not see it. And then it becomes cartoony. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And and Natalie and I were, were talking about this part after was the audience was was laughing a lot. And like you can tell to an extent it's like they're just here like to laugh. Like they're not even here. Like they don't care about the story. They don't care about anything. And that's great. Like go and have a good time. But I don't know. It just and it felt like they're just catering to those people mm-hmm. it was like there are people who are like i've worked on this story i have learned this story multiple times like or read this story multiple times like just to like completely understand all angles of it and then i come and it's like oh like i don't it doesn't even feel like you guys read the story <laughs> yeah. like this is a concert so yeah i don't know it was and it was fun i was thoroughly completely 100 percent entertained and it was it was it was so it was fun it was it was a fun time but the story was definitely not a priority secondary yeah so that and that's something that we agreed on right from the jump. We want to focus on the story, and we want people who can build these characters so like the audience actually feels something. Well, and I think too one of the the cool things about how small our space is. Yeah, it would be great if we could toss a few more bodies in there. But with how small our space is, those subtle things can get like really picked up. Yeah, and we've spent so long on we need this to be. You you be very slinky here and very slimy, very gross. And with the way you sing, don't worry about being pretty. Yeah, Stop being right. pretty singers. This right. is not the spot for pretty singing. Right. And there's an enjoyability to being able to watch Sean's face, for example, when Jenna's singing um, Poor Thing. Which, shout out to both of them, because his facial expressions through the entire thing, they're small, but they are so absolutely perfect. You can watch him going through the torture. Right. And even Jenna's aloofness as she's watching him, as she's torturing him, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And stuff like that. And we shouted them out last episode, because they they are putting so much work in, Mm -hmm. and they are are showing that. And they, they really care about what we wanted for the characters and, and the directions that we want to take it. And uh, they, they're putting so much work into to making it perfect. So yeah, really shout out to them again. 
and everyone, our whole main cast is is putting in so much work and and the ensemble too so yeah and i think that goes to show that they are actors as much as they are singers mm-hmm. yeah okay. whether they think so or not yeah. <laughs> they are they are both very good well even even too when we we were doing the cast list we had so many great singers yeah we had great singers but it was like you could come in and you could really act it it's like ah now i have something yes now i really have something yeah and that i I, you know i've always said to kids um because i teach the best thing you can do is act your way through it own it i don't even care if you're hitting half of the notes just own it we'll worry about the rest later right but it it's a blessing to have a cast that's good yeah yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm excited for this. Uh, I'm excited for people to see it. It's going to be wild. It's different. Ours is, is different from Broadway. It's different from the movie. It's different from any production I've ever seen on YouTube. So I'm excited. I, I like the direction you guys are going. Yeah, I I like it too. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm excited for it. And it was, it was reassuring to see because I, I thought, I was telling Alex this before, I thought I was going to go and be like, oh, defeated come back like well Mm -hmm. i mean we can't even somewhat match what i just saw but in a lot of ways i like the stuff that we're doing more than what i than what they did i one of my favorite spots to sit at the rehearsal and i i I was bad and i went away so i missed all last week but (laughs) um it's just sitting up at the balcony at the beginning of the show it sounds so good yeah it looks so good and just hearing everybody doing the the little crazy things that they're supposed to do in the opening number, it's like, oh yeah, 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 kick butt. I get I get really excited. <laughs> Me too. Me too, especially for that scene. And once it all like fell into place, when when you worked on the music with them, and then I did the stage, or I did the stage, and you did the music, uh, and then it all came together, and we were both there for it. I was like, yeah, this is that's it, that's it. So that yeah, that's a great feeling to have. And I can't wait till it's all that. Like, we sit through the whole thing and be like, there it is. And really, you're right. We haven't done a show like that. I mean, Joseph would probably arguably be the closest yeah. with the amount of music it has. But anybody and their brother can sing Joseph. These guys are working their butts off to sing yeah, it's Sondheim. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they are. You think, Alex? A little bit. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, I can't believe you you chose this as your first musical. Like, it's it's a crazy undertaking. So, uh, I, mean... I still remember when he asked me. I was like, Oh, uh, are you sure? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, sure. So, I've known DJ since he was so little. You can't. I, I gave him all of my Lord of the Rings action figures, <laughs> literally, so he could use them to stage his own shows and whatever. He yeah. he had I when I was in a senior in high school, I gave him every single one of them, and I don't know who has them now. I think I still have them, but M stole a lot of them to put in her collection. So <laughs> when you've known someone that long, even if your initial reaction, hey, you want to do Sweeney Todd is, oh, dear God, <laughs> you have to say yes, because it's yeah. like, oh, my gosh, I'm obligated. You're like <laughs> you're like a nephew, cousin, brother that I have to say yes to, which I am so glad that I did. That doesn't Me mean I wasn't scared. Yeah. <laughs> pantsless at one point. 
I promised I would I would censor <laughs> my my sailor's mouth while we're here. <laughs> yeah, I because we we picked it. Well, I I kind of picked it. I told my mom, and before she even saw it, she's like, "Yeah, let's do that." And so it was in. And then she's like, "Yeah, well, you're gonna direct it. I'm I'm done doing the musicals." I'm like, "Ooh!" And like so excited for it. But I didn't know that the music would be like that hard. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask if you like just saw it and you're like, "This is a good story. We should do this." But you had no idea. Yeah, because I'm well, because I'm like, I want to direct this. I want to direct the story part. I want to do the style. I think we can do a kick butt set. And then, like, the music was secondary to me. So um, it's completely opposite of Broadway. And so, yeah, I remember when I asked Sean, he's like, oh. <laughs> like, at first I was like, do you want to – can you help me with the musical? Can you be my music director? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, uh, we're doing Sweeney Todd. He's like, mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, the thing is I actually loved loved all of this. And when I was much, 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 much younger, Sweeney was one of – the dream roles for me as i've as i've aged i've been like uh you know no (laughs) nope nope i but getting to do it from the other side and i love vocal directing as much as i love being on stage it's just a different part of your brain that you get to use and when you're working with a cast that actually cares and puts the effort in because Alex can say the first thing I said to everybody you cannot learn this music if you only come to rehearsal Mm -hmm. and work at it here and I feel like a lot of them have been going and working on it because it just gets better and better again we'll see what that is at the end of (laughs) at the first rehearsal this week after I've been gone a week but you know (laughs) I will say I was like at the start of rehearsal the start of the week of rehearsal I was like, okay, we don't have Sean, which I honestly forgot about until you mentioned it at the end of last rehearsal. I was like, ah, I knew this. I knew this, and I forgot. Uh, I was like, we're just – let's do – I'm going to do my part the best I can. So my part should be completely polished so then Sean could come in, hit the ground running, and, and fix the parts that he needs to fix. But we should have all the blocking and staging done so he can blow his pants off. And they're like, yeah, great. Let's do it. And then I think we did. I, I think no, we did. I honestly think – from Wednesday to Thursday, it improved immensely. Yeah. Like, I remember coming in Thursday and being like, whoa, yesterday it was not this good. It was not this yeah. put together. Well, Ryan came to to rehearsals, and he's like, yeah, I saw a little bit last week. He's like, yeah, that, it was rough. It was real rough. <laughs> and, and that was the second act. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, by the end of, of this week, he's like, it really changed a lot. So I'm I'm glad that it's already changing week by week by week i mean as it should but like i'm glad well, that we're and, and we do it and w- one of the things that i love so much about us and one of the things that i think matters is we are so respectful of everyone's time yes yeah mm-hmm. you rehearse six to nine not 902 not 905 not 930 not 10 because i felt like it we say it is this time if it's something else, you guys got to do it on your own. Yeah. But this is the amount of time we're keeping you. And it does create a tighter rehearsal schedule. But I also think that because we're so respectful, there's so many theaters where it's like, oh, my gosh, if I audition and get in, this is like a lifelong seven-day-a-week commitment mm-hmm. for the right. next five months. I don't know if I want to give that up. Right. And my my personal opinion is now I won't. Right. I've been at theater companies where they're like, oh, yeah, we end at 9 and 10.30 rolls around and we're still sitting there. And I'm like, 
okay, I gave you until nine. Yeah. I yeah. gave you till nine oh five. Now my foot is tapping because I need <laughs> to get out of here. I I don't have patience for that, and I think that's a big testament to being able to make the changes that we need to make in the amount of time we have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I I love that we we stick to that, and Trevor said that yeah. after, at one of the first rehearsals. That. He's like, I, I was expecting, you know, we're going to rehearse five days a week mm-hmm. from whatever he said to whatever he said, a long period of time. And he's like, and then you give a schedule for three days a week. I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and yeah, and I think everyone respects it more because it's like we're, we're not going to, we're not more important yeah. than everything else you got going on, but we're still important. And you give us these few hours and we're going to, we're going to hit the ground running with it. So, yeah. Yeah. I think being strict about you guys really are strict at like nine o'clock you end it yeah. and i think being like that builds a level of trust between the cast and the yeah and the directors and in all my years the only one we didn't and it's it's literally only one and it was and then there were none okay in oh six yeah but that show was so darn complicated because your dad was so specific about making everybody an actual suspect yeah. that we had to do so much blocking of just making sure everybody passes the same glass to make sure that the poison could be... It, it was just overly complicated. And the writer of the show, Agatha Christie, wrote very explicit stage directions for the first 35, 40 pages and then not a single stage direction in oh my the God. rest of the the script. It's it, it like it literally is a complete drop off <laughs> to none. So Don had to come up with all of it, and it's the only time we ever went past nine o'clock, and it would be like nine oh six, and he the entire time. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I need to get you out of here. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And it was six minutes. It's like. Yeah. Come on, it's yeah. But like, even when you're like so much respect. Sorry, yeah. Even when you're like giving notes, and you will stop and then give them the next day. I'm like, you could just take your five minutes and give notes, but yeah. But I drag it on. I drag the notes on, so like I could go for thirty minutes after that. <laughs> True. Well, and the, and the <laughs> other thing is, and I I do too. You have a tendency to stay. I stay for at least a half an hour. So if people have their own specific questions. Come up. That's on your time then if you decide to stay. If you go, that's yours. I'll still be here. Yeah. But your time now, it is it is 9 o'clock. It is your time. You want to stay and ask a question? Great. You want to walk out that door? Go. Leave. Yeah. Be gone. Yeah. Right. Right. Again, almost no one does that anymore, which I think that's such – it's why I really don't like doing things for anywhere else <laughs> once you have a family it's like uh yeah. <laughs> uh i actually like my people at home yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i i like it i like what we're doing i like where we're at i'm comfortable now a few weeks ago i was horrified <laughs> but i'm ready <laughs> well, you just started a few weeks ago He's yep. talking about week two. Yeah. <laughs> He's talking about week two. No, whatever whatever week it was, I was on the podcast. And I'm like, this is no. this is not going well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I, I'm I'm happy with with where we're at. I'm excited to to keep working and and continue and and seeing. I keep getting these like breaths of life into me. So now I'm like, I want to take everything that I didn't like about the Broadway and completely make sure that we 
get rid of all that in this version, mm-hmm. which I think we already have. Yeah. But I, I just want to, like, you just want to double check everything and keep checking through everything. And there's so many scenes and so many little parts, so everything has to be just right. And and we're getting there. And the they sound great. You you really do a great job with that. And I'm I'm mm-hmm. so glad to have you on because they they really sound amazing. Well. In some ways, I'm not going to lie. There was a little bit of me that was always like kind of had the dream about it. Like when I, I think my first musical, I was 16, so almost almost 20 years ago. Not quite 20, but almost 20 years ago. <laughs> I remember being like, "Oh my gosh, if Joanne never retires, this is what I hope that I get to do this." And now I'm sitting here going, "Oh, Sweeney Todd was the first one." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. I I I maybe didn't think that out, <laughs> <laughs> but it's going great. It it's is, going yeah. great, and and the other thing is too. Not only does the cast work so hard on it, you can tell that they love the the show. They, Sean and Jenna in particular, and and a lot of them do, but they just stand out as they have such a respect. Yes. And a love for the story, a love for the music, a love for the show, which is just, it shows in everything they do that this is them trying to respect it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, they 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 all feel like they, they have a respect for it. And, and every rehearsal, I'm like, you guys need to keep me honest because now I've read through it so many times. Like, I know the story back and forth. But I don't want the audience to miss stuff. Because I, I could, you could very, very clearly, if we have one even word slightly off, very easily confuse the entire audience and <laughs> they not put the story together if they don't know it. You so, can always uh, check in with Ben for that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ben had no idea what the story was at read-through. So every every line we read through was, <gasps> oh, man, <laughs> what? Oh. It kind of sounded like him. <laughs> <laughs> He just said that? No. <laughs> it was the best. Also, shout out to Ben. He have you seen him sing Pirelli? I mean you obviously worked with I, him. I saw him you... the what I've seen him do Pirelli's and he put so oh much effort God, in it. Yeah. And yeah. it I I'm just thrilled with him doing it. it yeah. And he didn't even he came in and he was like, I'm just auditioning because I want to die. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to get yeah, he wanted to get his throat slit. Yeah. Yeah. And he he's just he puts so much effort and he's so positive. He just yes. is a breath of fresh air yeah. for everything and I love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I he's feel put... like sorry. No go. I feel like you told him that he was going to play Pirelli and then the next day he already was like had that accent down and and had the words yeah, he he, because like when, when you were there and when we I saw the work you you guys put in together. I'm like, great, that's fantastic. I'm not worried. And now he just keeps getting better yeah. every time, and he he doesn't stop in the lyrics, and it goes like blah 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 like so fast. Yeah, like he, he knows, doesn't stop. He, knows he just it. knows it. He just goes through it. See, I, I and when we asked him, yeah, ab- about it. He gave me such a uh. <laughs> <laughs> it was the it was the Sweeney Todd I gave you look. Yeah, and I, I'm like. Well, we think you can do it, so uh, uh, I'll try. I'll try. Yeah, why not? <laughs> and I love that he agreed to it. Me I too. love that he agreed to it. Me it's too. just been perfect. Yeah, yeah. He had to step up because we had somebody leave the cast, so Ben had to step up, and he is just killing it. 
He's killing it. And we talked about that last where when I was with my my dad Jesse on this that he just played the creature. Mm-hmm. He just played this huge huge monster role, <laughs> monster. Um and and now he was cast in an ensemble part in in the musical and not one complaint from him. He came in excited and then now he gets rewarded with a part yeah. because of all the hard work and all the positive energy he put mm-hmm. in. He could have been like, I, I just played the creature. Do you know who I am? <laughs> Why am I not Sweeney? Why am I not this? And and now he's he's moved up into a part because of the hard work he puts in. So shout out to Ben. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's <laughs> it's just been great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and funny uh, tidbit. I think the guy who normally plays Pirelli on Broadway was out when we saw it. And the man who stepped in. His name was Dan Torres. No, no way. I have a picture no. of it. I have a picture of it. <laughs> Did you send it to him? I didn't. I, I have to send it to him. Whoa. And I was just like, wow, all right. Dan Dan Torres, let's see what you got. Broadway. <laughs> and uh I mean I, I like ours better. But <laughs> no, it was great. He was he was really great. He was fun. But yeah, that I thought that was so funny. Like, what are the odds that Ben yeah. is now playing Pirelli and Dan Dan Torres is playing it on Broadway? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's our Sweeney talk. That was almost a full hour of oh my uh, of pure Sweeney, um, but I love I love talking about it, and I want to do episodes where like after the show, like maybe after the cast party or something, we have you come back on and we talk about okay now it's over what, what's our perspective now it's over, uh, I can't even imagine getting to that point right now, <laughs> that is wild. Is that where I tell you I, I I downloaded the score for next year's just to just to take <laughs> yeah. a glance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, next year's fun. Next year, it, it'll also be a, a challenge, but it'll be fun. And then what we we kind of briefly talked about for the year after is what I still want to do. So <laughs> we don't have anything easy coming up. There is nothing easy. <laughs> I mean, for I us. feel like how can you start with Sweeney Todd and just go backwards with it being right. easier? Well, we both agree that we want to make a name for ourselves as like the musical guys now. Mm-hmm. After Deb and Joanne did it for so many years and did it so well, we want to step up and be like, okay, well, we we're proving ourselves, and if we do the three that we want to do, then we are definitely proving ourselves. And I think Sweeney's a great way to start because it is insane. So, um, yeah, I think I think we'll gain the respect right off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Well, doing oh, okay. <laughs> Sweeney Todd is our first time working together and and it's going to be an amazing show so i think people will be like okay yeah exactly i trust these guys exactly and and that's the other thing is too is you you want to do something that people want to see but want to be a part of and have like have serious fun but fun too yeah i mean i i always joke with everybody that during the during the rehearsal process, everybody always thinks I'm really cold because I don't talk to anybody. Right. And I'm just like, I'm in my head, I'm in my head. And once the show opens, I'm like, hey, how are you? <laughs> and I'll talk about everything. But like the rehearsal process, I'm like, this is my fun. Get away from me and let me work on it. <laughs> well, Trevor, and I, uh, we have to have like Trevor on, like do the, the parts where we have people come in. He was describing both of us and our moods. And he said that he's he's still intimidated by you. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know that he likes me. I'm like, well, obviously he likes you because you're a main role in our show. And <laughs> obviously he does. And then he says, I will come in, like, beyond piss, just beyond, just like if he said if steam could come out of my ears, it mm-hmm. would. The whole 
like first couple hours of the play and then afterwards he's always like i can see like the sigh of relief on your face sometimes oh and I'm like it's it's only been a few weeks and he's already <laughs> got my my system down uh but i i don't feel that you're intimidating or, or scary i mean you know what you're doing so you, you know what though when i am with them I get my eighth grade teacher look on it and it's the, okay, now this is that I'll, I'll make jokes. I, I right. mean, don't, I, I think, I think I'm fairly laid back. Yeah. Like, yeah, you joke around. But there are times where I'm like, but you're also serious. Okay. That didn't work out. So, uh, okay. Um, I sorry. I just, my, my favorite professor in college was Harold Rosenbaum. What with a name. as a, a and he's an amazing conductor he's an amazing guy but he has this thick thick queen's accent <laughs> he's jewish he always talked about how he was jewish and everything else and he and he would always be like every time something okay well there was uh, okay <laughs> and he would just get this look and i i loved him he was my i i and i, I every time something goes wrong i'm like oh Yep, I'm turning into Harold. I'm turning into Harold. That's my problem. <laughs> he, it, it was just, they see that once in a while. Once in a while. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, it gets, it's it's tough because we have the time crunch, like we mentioned, and it's a lot. It's a lot of work, but everyone's everyone's pitching in and everyone's doing their, their part. So I'm excited to get the show out to the world. I, I really am. I can't believe it's so close. Soon, yeah. I know. I know. I'm excited to be in it. I love that I'm in it and have the opportunity to be in it. But a part of me is like, I would really like to just see it as an yeah. audience member. Yeah. I know you would. And I I don't know. I'm glad you're in it, though, because, oh, we added a little. I wanted, I'm excited for you to see this little part we added. I think it's really cool. And oh, effective. cool. Oh, yeah. And Alex is part of that. So, like, I'm I'm happy that you are in the cast, but I knew that you would feel that way. Like, <laughs> oh, maybe I wanted to see this more yeah. than being There's it. a handful of those. Don't you feel like yeah. sometimes that you're, like, th- that for me was child's play. Yes. And and I love that we redid it again to be able to see it. But I the entire time I was in it in 07, I was like, can I quit? <laughs> like, right. I really can't because I was the ghost, but I'm like, I really want to quit and just watch this. <laughs> yeah, because I, I there's so many really good ones and beautiful sets. Yes, too that you don't always get to appreciate the yeah. beauty when you're in it when right. it's lit up and it's done the right way as when you're just watching it and yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, because we really do. I think we have some of the best sets. Period. I I. I don't give me any stupid backdrop. Give me, give me what yeah. we have. It's awesome. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's just more real. Mm-hmm. And child's play. We child's play gets a lot on this, a lot of play on this podcast because I I loved the original. The original had such an effect on me. And seeing like you coming at the end and you like I used to be you used to be like my my biggest like idol because you had the long hair and you did that part and like you walked out to, to schools out yeah like this yep. guy this is the coolest guy ever like this is the coolest and you just own that moment so like that show has always stuck with me and Jesse and and my my dad and it and the, the way they interacted and Greg and Mark and everyone was so good in that the and we talked about I, I think the recreation didn't stand up to it and well, Carl in the first one. Carl well, was amazing in the first one. And, and then 
you know, with everything that went on with Carl, I mean, may you rest in peace, though, let's be honest, he's torturing us somewhere somehow <laughs> yeah. because yeah. He, he never wouldn't. But <laughs> how how hard is it to just pick up? Oh, I know. Because what was it, two weeks before Open that yeah. he passed away? Yeah. Which I, I still, I remember hearing about it, but like, what? <laughs> I know. But... It still was good, but I f- I feel like that definitely put a oh yeah for sure a cloud on it. That and the the magic show happening beforehand, so we didn't get our set until like two weeks before, <gasps> less than two weeks before. I forgot about the magic show. I wish I did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so that that was tough. It was a whole tough show together. But the first one, yeah, I talk about a lot because it was there was something magic about it and so creepy and so that. It, I was very. It was like uncomfortable to watch, but you had to keep watching because where is this going? So I, that was I like that. that was probably one of my favorite roles of all time because I just got to be. I was the ghost, so right. I got to be in the midst of everything. Pop out once in a while like a demented Jack in the Box, freak <laughs> people out, and then be. My favorite favorite moment, aside from the one you talked about about walking down. At the end, and just like looking at my picture and glaring with just one light on, yeah, it was awesome. Um, but my other favorite moment was right before the end. It was after your dad's character died, and I had to go out and hide behind a door. And Greg's character was looking around with flashlight and try. I don't even remember what he was. And a marble falls down the stairs. Everybody freaks out about the marble. And then Greg runs into the office and closes the door behind him. And I was there behind the door. Mm-hmm. And inevitably, all eight shows, somebody like completely screamed and, <laughs> and peed their pants. Again, I promised I would not swear. Um, and peed their pants. And I would like just glare and slowly walk off. And the second I was off stage, I was like, yeah, got it. Oh, got him again. <laughs> I remember that. I rem- now that you say that, yeah, oh, so many great moments from it. So like, it'd be cool to return to maybe in the future. But it's scary because it might be cursed. <laughs> <laughs> after, last time. after last time i don't know i don't know maybe carl will come in a dream and, and tell yeah, yeah. yes or no yeah yeah let me know please <laughs> um all right let's let's start with uh your beginning now uh how how you got your start in in theater and how mm-hmm. you found us and and all that oh my gosh it's so <laughs> so many years ago i i didn't want to be in theater I I actually was in seventh grade, and we were doing Peter Pan at my school, and I deliberately made myself sick the day of auditions (laughs) so I could get sent home because the chorus teacher told me I had to audition. I was like, ah, I got it. I'm sick. I can go home. And then he wheels in in his wheelchair because he he was um, paralyzed from uh, mid-chest down. And he's like, oh, you're getting sent home. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. He's like, well, can you come next Wednesday? Yeah, I guess. I'm meeting with the director, and and you can just audition for this then. And I got cast as Captain Hook, and it was like, I, I just loved it. I had so much fun, and I was such an introverted kid to have a chance to play something where I got to yell at people for fun and I was told I was supposed to. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah, please. I love to yell. This is great. <laughs> um, 
And I did a couple of summer shows out in Williamsville with a company that ended up being defunct um, now, but it was uh, Lake Effect Players, and I did I Remember Mama and and Alice in Wonderland with them, and then they stopped uh, doing shows because their artistic director moved away, and I had taken a summer off of doing a summer show and I was like, well, I, what do I do now? And Ben Streeter at the time was doing Big River and he's like, oh my gosh, they're so wonderful and I have this song called Arkansas and you should come and see it. And I was like, oh, Big River, this sounds terrible. Which <laughs> incidentally is one of my favorite, 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 favorite shows after seeing it. I loved that show and I was like, I can do this. I should do this. I want to do this. And... I auditioned for the fall show, and I didn't get in. It was a very small cast. And then I auditioned for The Importance of Being Earnest, and I was cast as the butler. And your dad was over the moon with how old I seemed at the time because he would go through and ask the cast, oh, my gosh, how old do you think this kid is? And everyone's like 19, 20, and I was 15 at the time, and they're like 22, 20. And he's like, no, he's a little kid. He's a little kid. Look at him. He's a little kid. Which, you know, didn't make me self-conscious at all. Um, but that was that was the first thing, and I, I just grew to love it. And then Amanda Woomer came in with her parents uh, at the time. Jason Clark was here. All three of us were the same age. Uh and we did Joseph and then uh, Child's Play, which was fantastic. Uh, and then there were none, e even if it was snowed out for two of those shows. Right. Um, and then after high school, I went to college for musical theater. And I was so set. I was like, this is it. This is my future. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Only to find out I hated it. <laughs> and and I think going back and circling back, I think I was spoiled too with our rehearsal schedule because <laughs> I would become belligerently obnoxious in college the second we went one minute after we were told we would be there. It would be, you are going to leave at 1030. I had patience till 1031. And right. then the foot started going. My fingers started going uncontrollably. I started rolling my eyes. I'm like, oh, my God. You said 1030. <laughs> it is 1031. I need to get out of here. <laughs> and I I decided I'm, I'm done. And I switched from musical theater to vocal performance. And I stopped doing any plays. I was absolutely done. And three years later, I got a phone call asking if I could be in Godspell at the Riviera Theater. And I, you know, was very reluctant. And I said, fine. And the guy who was playing Jesus, actually, it was Nathan Shu. Wow. Okay. He was playing Jesus. He was uncomfortable with the lines. And he said, there's just so many. It was the first show he had done in years. Would you mind taking Jesus for him and he will switch with you? And I played Jesus, and it was like, it, it was a blast. And I said, okay, I'm completely done. <laughs> then two years later, Joanne gives me a phone call that Ellie 
wasn't going to play for auditions for Godspell anymore. Would you mind playing for auditions for for Ghostlight, for Starry Night? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I'm not going to be in it. I do not want to be in it. I will play for auditions. I won't be in it. So then I play through the first night, second night. We had a really nice cast, but not a lot of guys. And then Debbie looks at me and goes, so you sure you're not going to be? <laughs> I was like, well, I, 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 all right, fine. <laughs> and then I, I, I auditioned and I got to play Judas. So I got to see Godspell from both sides. And then I said again, I'm done with theater. Thank you. This was lovely. It was so good seeing you all. I'm done. And it wasn't until about six years later, on a whim, that I decided to audition for All Through the Night. And that was a dream come true because I had always wanted to be in it. And um, every year that it came up, I talked myself out of auditioning. Oh nine, I, I, I looked at it. I said, "Nope, can't do it." Twelve, I literally drove outside the theater, sat in oh my car, my and said, "No, I can't. I, I can't." Um, two thousand fifteen was right after Jed had passed away. Didn't really think about it. And eighteen, Liz Sanderson said, "You have always wanted to do this show. J- just, just do it. Just come in." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I." I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Got into the car outside, was totally in my, I'm not going to go in. I'm not going to go in. And she dragged me in. And then I started doing shows again. And that was such a dream come true to play Irving yeah. out of all characters because I was walking in going, well, I I don't want to be the wife beater, but I, I think I'm way too old to play Neil, but... Those are really the only two. I, I could, I could smile and look eighteen again, <laughs> which I couldn't. But getting to play Irving was such a cool, cool experience, and one of my favorite, favorite stage experiences I've ever had. And then Beauty and the Beast, which was awesome. I I love Beauty and the Beast. I will play that role any chance everywhere that i get i love playing the beast and i've played it multiple times and and then dj asked me to be the zombie for (laughs) i said yes (laughs) (laughs) and then i get a text message and i'm like okay i'm gonna take a little bit of a break and i was literally in the bath so we're doing christmas carol and we didn't have anybody (laughs) to play marley is that a hint, DJ? <laughs> and he just gave me a dot, dot, dot with the eyes emoji. And I'm like, I can't stay for curtain call one of the days because I have a concert. <laughs> but other, other, than, other than curtain call, I can be there for the entire thing. I just, I'm going to have to leave and go play piano for a concert. He's like, yeah, fine. And that was, that was also great because that was one of the first times I got to act with your father on stage. Yeah. Which was really, really fun. And we were kind of awful people, which is just always a joy to be. <laughs> but other, yeah, other than that, it's just if there, I, I like to fill in. Tell me what you want me to do. I'll do it. I don't care. Yeah. I remember um, before Alter the Night, it, it was. 
we were talking about auditions, my dad and I, and it was really when I started like stepping up and helping him mm-hmm. cast stuff. And he said, I will not play Irving this year. He said, I'm not doing it. I will not do it. And I'm like, no, that's, <laughs> I, that's unacceptable. <laughs> and we had, we didn't have anybody at the time that could, that could fill in. And, and as you said, you haven't done a show in however many years before that. So I was like, I don't care what happens. At the end of the day, you will play Irving in this. I, I I told him that, and he he just refused. So I'm panicked. Told I'm trying to think like, is there anybody who you can step in? And and then you came to the one night of auditions, and we both just kind of looked at each other like, oh, okay. Now it's like making sense because and and we talked about this before when you have to recast somebody like that, somebody who's made a role iconic, mm-hmm. like Deb, Joanne, and my dad have done with multiple multiple roles you have to have somebody that you can 100% trust you 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 can't go on without that so if you hadn't showed up and like because like we know what you can do so I was like thank the lord <laughs> and if you hadn't then I, I think I would have talked him into into doing it because yeah he's too old but like what he did with it was great and then you just like Vanessa and just like uh, Allie completely changed the role Mm -hmm. it was not my my dad it was and you completely lean into that i am not don i am sean and this is my irving yes and everybody instantly accepted it and loved it because it was it was a great performance well and you and you know from an intimidating side side because Allie is such a good friend of mine she she asked me and that was literally the exact conversation we had because she came in and she said Don had played that role for so many times. And and that was why when I was there, I was like, oh, I'm probably not going to – again, un- unless uh, unless somebody thinks that I'm very, very young looking <laughs> or I don't show any of my wrinkles or gray hairs, there's no way I'm going to get cast. And then when I was Irving, she said, how did you handle being intimidated because she – playing Trudy who's only been played by Joanne right or one other person in I think 93 or something like that is is intimidating yeah. and I was like I, I I looked at her and said I have no idea other than trying to sit there and talk to your dad about why he wrote the character of Irving and then just trying to enjoy it and be likable which was one compliment that i i took from jesse because he said that character could be very easily unlikable yeah and he said you you found a spot in between where i wanted to still like and root for you rather than just be like you're totally obnoxious yeah no i agree and and you played up like the like the the nerdy part and like the younger writer part where it's like i don't know like i I obviously loved when when my dad did it, and like I was, I wanted him to do it again. And then when you came, it's like this is now a complete different direction. And I loved everything that you you brought to it. It was so it was fun to to see and be a part of, like the a huge change. It's like a changing of the guard moment. Mm-hmm. And and then it happened again the year after, uh, or three years after, whatever. So it it's it was a huge undertaking, and you nailed it. That was fun to to be a part of. I appreciate it. I I I will always love that show. It, yeah, it always that ending still to me is one of the best 
ends you could ever ask for. Yeah. It's just such a great show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's the one we've kind of touched on this before. That's everyone hears about it and like, oh, I want to try out for it then. And it's like, that's it's uh, so many people's like first show they try out for and it's like the odds of you getting in that show are are not super high because it's a small cast mm -hmm. and for so many years it's like okay deb and joanne have these parts rightfully so because they're amazing and and don had had irving so it's like these these are good so unless you're an older man or you know like the younger ones like george and sarah like there's just not a lot of opportunities in that so that's always the first one that people will will try for and like don't get in and then get mad. So that's <laughs> frustrating to get by. But like I think everyone should at least see it before they audition for it. Mm -hmm. I ab I absolutely agree with that because it I I would it it's it's interesting because I I don't want to disparage any of your dad's other shows and say oh my god it's the best, but it just has such a lasting impact oh yeah and and there's other shows that are like that too like noodles i would argue for me has one of those lasting impacts and noodles i actually make my eighth graders read every year we don't put it on we don't perform it but because i it has such a great coming of age story yeah that we actually use it as a vehicle of discussing when are when have you been mad at your parents? When have you been embarrassed by them? When have you had these moments that are so universal and your dad wrote so well yeah. that you you grow to really love everybody in that show? And that's, I think, one thing that your dad does so well, particularly with not the like full comedies of sketch comedies, but his storyline comedy yes the humor is so easy the humor comes so naturally and they're all likable you yeah. want to be friends with them yeah and it feels like you're walking into a room of i know all these people i i, I can be friends with these people right noodles is i we've i think we've mentioned it before but i don't think we've uh talked about what it is it's uh, a family who is stuck in the 50s and everything in the house is 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 fifties, and and they all have the the dresses and the the clothing, and they also live with a homeless man who is not homeless, but he still lives in a box inside the the house. And his name is Jack. His name is Jack in oh, the box. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, and so he lives, and so like that's a whole running gag the whole time. Like it's just one box on stage. But, like you hear him like walking up and down steps in there, and like you hear all that stuff. So like that's a great gag. Like he won't leave the box. That's his thing. And uh, so the whole family are just – they're whack jobs, but they're lovable laugh, whack jobs. It's not like, oh, my God, these they need help. It's like, oh, my God, it's endearing. Well, it, and one of my favorite, favorite parts in it, because it actually gives me shivers, and again, I read it every year, so I'm, I'm <laughs> stuck with it, is the mother character talks about the world outside betraying you and when, and when the world – betrays you in unspeakable ways you have a tendency to build your safe space and that's what the family does their safe space are the people that they're with and every time i read that part or every time one of the kids reads that part when we get there i'm like can we just pause to think about that how do you guys build and it's such a universal feeling and you're 
it's so well articulated yeah. in that script that you're like, oh my gosh, it, your heart bleeds for yeah. the characters as well as loving all of them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then I, I, I do love that part when they're sitting at the table and she just goes over all of it like, oh, it's heart. It is. It's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And and he does that so well is mix in all the 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 comedy and the the roaring laughs. Like everything he did in that box was so stupid. And he'd bring out like all these different props, like a, a trumpet or <laughs> the trombone, trombone, trombone at the end of it. It yeah. was dancing <laughs> and just all this all this different stuff in there. And the shower in there. Yep. We had the shower noise going in there. And he comes out. It's all these great funny moments, and then breaks your heart at some parts and and. It's a happy ending and everything's good at the end, but I don't think he gets enough credit for the things that he writes because that's amazing. That's a that should be a movie. I would really it, like to see this actually, yeah. and and that's it, it, and that's sometimes like obviously everybody loves Alotti and Bernice and they're wonderful, but it's something that your dad gets a lot of accolades for that sometimes overshadows some of his more emotional works right. and the emotional works are just as good oh, as yeah. the the straight mm-hmm. comedies which so if if you ever want to here's your plug <laughs> see some of the emotional works or or give them a chance in addition to the comedies if you love the comedies give the 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 dramas the dramedies if you will yeah, yeah. a chance because the dramedies are just so good yeah they really are, and we we're reading parts for Marissa and I have the the class of of kids, and so we're reading parts from Birds at Stay, and and then we're reading parts from like Our Wilderness, and it's like you you hear the Our Wilderness stuff, and it's like this is I I couldn't sit through this again. I genuinely mm-hmm. could not sit through this again. And then you hear the stuff from Birds at Stay. It's like the heart that is in every line, the the the, the camaraderie that he that he writes like. I don't know how you can write that. Like, I don't know how you, how you can write feel like you, he just puts feelings into every, every word in a script. So like, you're going to feel no matter what happens, even if a kid's like stuttering through it on stage for an audition, like you, you feel it. And he does not get enough credit for that. Like birds that say is just a magnificent story. Same thing, funny and so much heart and so much feeling. Well, what I think too, that your dad does that, that I really, really like because it's accessible is he writes it like a movie. Yeah. It's done like a movie. You feel like it's a movie. You watch it. It, this is a movie. This isn't, I'm just, and and not to disparage, you know, some parts of straight theater, but there's sometimes when you're like, I'm going to a theater production. Right. This is NPR (laughs) and I'm going to be watching them as they expound about their life (laughs) on stage. And your dad, it's like no, that I I could lift this up and put this in a movie theater yeah. with the 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 music, the the way that it marries it all together. Of, and I think that's so important that it packs an emotional punch. Yes, and you, you really do. And the, I think the way and the way he directs is how I'm trying to 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 be and, and mimic. It's like how you're saying before. Sometimes you'll, you'll go somewhere and it's like. I am this character and I'm like standing up super straight and tall and articulating every word. And what we do sometimes it's ugly. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're like, Oh my God, this person's hunched over this person, no posture. Um, they're getting their lines out or they're talking fast or doing whatever. But it's like, 
it's real. Everything you see here is real. I, I, I don't want there to be a moment where you're like, oh, yeah, right. I'm, I'm watching this man perform this role and have his theater voice on. It's like I want <laughs> to like, oh, maybe I didn't catch that word because they're, they're talking. I mean, obviously, it's not the desired effect. But like it's, it's real and it's raw, which well, is what I like. And it's not even just the emotional stuff. It, it, that's also the reality of the comedy because I remember – so I, I directed Here We Sit at high school. My um, junior year, so it was maybe a year after it came out. And I remember some of the characters that were trying to do stuff were overdoing it. Yeah. And believe it or not, of all people, I was complaining to Julie about it. And I said, <laughs> I just don't know what they, – they're just overdoing it, and it's not, it's not funny anymore. And Julie goes, because it's not real. That's the comedy is, you know, the person who would make this stupid comment, you know, the person who would say something that is that inane or take it that seriously when it's not that serious. And that's what's funny is, oh, my gosh, I've met that person. I avoid that person. (laughs) And now they're on stage. I can laugh at that person. And that's what I love about your dad's writing with it because it's just it's easy it's it's real right and even with the way full circle back to sweeney todd there is nobody who walks in and says the way i'm going to commit revenge is cutting their throat with a razor and then baking them into a pie you have to get there the journey doesn't start there there's actually something to get you right yeah so putting that in is a little important and not just having it like because it happens with so many musicals you see is just uh, oh I'll say these lines really quick and then I'll sing this is the this is the part I'm good at I'm good at the singing part and I, I again we we talked about it we don't want that and going forward with all of our musicals we don't we don't want that because the the feeling the emotion the the realness that's that's what makes us special I think mm-hmm. absolutely 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 because there, you can hear a specifically trained musical theater actor a mile away a lot of times. Love you all. (laughs) Because when they do their lines, what do you mean? Oh, my God. That was perfect. That was perfect. (laughs) Ah, guys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. And that's – I think that's what I mean. And and that's when Sean, Sweeney Sean, gets confused because – He's like, well, I'm, I'm always like, I'm a singer first. I'm a singer first before I'm an actor. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. But, like, you're not what I think of, of that. that I think of what you just did. Yes. It's like the, yeah, like musicals. Oh, yeah. no. Like, nobody they talks have like that. a musical theater voice. Yes. Yeah. Like, you can hear it. It's just there. For me, it's when I saw Dear Evan Hansen. And I don't remember when. It wasn't the recent one. But... And the music for that show is great. I hate the storyline. And yes, I know. I know. If anyone wants to send me hate mail, please <laughs> feel free. I'll give you my address afterwards. But I, I hate the storyline. I find Evan unlikable. I, I find him manipulative, emotional. Like I, I just, it's, it's, ooh, ooh, hate him. But one of the characters when I went to see it was in that. But Evan. What would you do <laughs> when she wasn't singing? And I was like, oh, oh, that choices, choices, <laughs> choices were made and choices shouldn't yeah. have been. Right. 
And and sometimes you kind of just sit there and go, oh, what? They, I'm going to also get myself in trouble again, but they had a choreographer director, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I agree. I agree. And it, it's the worst. when, And you know, as soon as they open their mouth, and then it's like, oh, this is going to be the longest two hours of my life. <laughs> well, and I think what two happened is more modern day musicals make it so much it's song to song to song to song yes. to song that they don't care as much mm-hmm. where you not that i'm advocating going back to oklahoma era because god knows i absolutely am not <laughs> but it used to be there actually was dialogue i mean yeah. e- even sweeney todd let's be honest there's maybe four pages of dialogue and the rest is sung right yeah i was thinking that same thing. and where it's like oh joseph all of it's sung cats all of it's sung phantom 94 percent of it's sung i mean so it's i think that's why they do it but it's like just because you're singing doesn't mean that you can't act right which is also like one of my biggest ones is when people are like, I'm learning it, so I'm not going to act because I need to learn it. No, act. I will worry about you learning it later. I want to <laughs> see what you can do because I can fix your notes. Fix- <laughs> fixing your taste on acting might yeah. take longer. <laughs> right. That's the hard part. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Um, okay. So we have questions that we ask everyone who comes on. We'll start with the first one. What is your favorite show that you've been in? Uh, <laughs> straight show, definitely, definitely Irving in All Through the Night. Just because, again, it was a dream come true, particularly with the amount of times I've talked myself out of auditioning right. for that show. And I I do have to say the musical because, you know, it's a different category, but The Beast in the music. I, I just, I love that role. I could play that role all day, every day for the rest of my life. That's awesome. Wow. I love that. I love that you had straight answers. Because everyone, <laughs> everyone comes in here and they're like, oh, well, I don't know. Not that anything's bad with that, but no, you, I, you I, knew. I, I do. I do. It, it, I could go, but no. If I have to, I know. It's those two. Mm-hmm. I like that. And I remember your audition for Beauty and the Beast. I don't think we talked about this. It was a, the same as, as Godspell. You're like, uh, I'm, I'm going to not do this one. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, okay. And it, I, it was the first musical auditions that I was a part of. It's like I, I helped cast and figure everything out. And uh, I, I don't remember who finally talked you into it. And it's like, just do it. Just, just right now, sing, sing a song from it. And you did, and you sang it at the piano. And it was just like, okay, well, there it is. There's, there's the beast. Like, it was, it's, I think it's my favorite audition that I've seen because, and I told you about this during Sweeney Todd. It's like, I love when somebody could fill this building. When somebody could, could, no matter what they're singing, what they're talking about, they fill every crevice of this building with their voice. I think that is the coolest thing. And that's what makes you feel more. It's like, <laughs> they're giving it their all. And you did that at an audition. So I'm like, okay, well. <laughs> you know, it was funny because I remember, to two, your dad looked at me jokingly afterwards. I finished. He goes, yeah, I'm not convinced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I walked out st- and they're like, okay, we're going to cast the show. Sean, you go downstairs. Three seconds later, Sean, you're the beast. Come back upstairs. <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you just completely 
as soon as you open your your mouth on that, I'm like, oh well, that's that's easy. You don't even have to finish the song first. <laughs> no, you're done. But that yeah, it's truly one of my my favorite auditions because it's just like, okay, you did it at an audition, so <laughs> I'm not worried about this. I appreciate. It. <laughs> and then our our second question that we ask is, what is your favorite show that you have seen? Now that one that one's much harder, but I actually I actually have one. Picnic. Wow. That's a I, good one. I know I know it's going way, way back, but the acting in that show was amazing. The set was the most beautiful set I had ever seen on that stage before and probably since. And it, that we've had some amazing sets, but that set for anybody who didn't see it, which is everybody because no one saw that show, yeah. is the greatest show that wasn't. Um, they had two functional two-story houses on that stage. They had grass laid down. There was lights between the two. And when you just looked at it, you just felt so happy. It was just such a beautiful show. It was very emotional. Meg Blar did an amazing job. Carolyn Woomer, Amanda Woomer, uh, Daniel uh, was amazing. It was just, I, I, I loved that show. And I got, selfishly, I got to play harp before everyone and I, every one of those shows because it was a Valentine's show. So I would get to go out in this faux, fake, beautiful spring lawn in the middle of February and get to play harp outside with the lights behind me and everything. And it was like, you just couldn't not be happy right. doing that show. Yeah. So, or watching that show. So, yeah, a real big callback to one that no one saw, but Picnic. Yeah, when was that? 2008, right? 2000, yeah, 2000, 2008. <laughs> I know. I know. It's it's wild. Uh we we were at classes and I want to get back to picnic after this, but I just wanna this just reminded me. We were at class, Marissa and I, and she's like, Yeah, and this booth is is like newer talking to all the kids, like this booth up here is newer <laughs> on the balcony. And she's like, like within the past ten years, right? I'm like, Yeah, sure. And then I started thinking about it. I'm like, No, ten years ago was what, twenty twenty thirteen? It was oh six. Yeah. <laughs> that went in 06 because your uh, Jesse was asked to, and I don't even know if this video game was ever released, but he was asked to record mu uh, voices and music for a video game. Oh. And all you had to do, and it was going to be a fighting video game. I have no idea if this ever came up, but that was <laughs> literally right when they created the sound booth. And there was glass on it back then. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it was also air conditioned, but it was only at your feet. So if you wanted the air conditioning, you kind of like had to cuddle <laughs> into this little corner of like the cool air at your ankles. And all we had to do, and it was almost all of us, just had to go in and be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "Yeah, make it make it sound like you know you're seeing someone and you want to fight them." 
Oh, it was, it's so stupid. <laughs> and to this day, I'm still not necessarily convinced that Jesse didn't just record us and keep it as blackmail for like years later at the end of our life. But we all had to do that. But that came in 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 06, um, 06, 07, which I still remember them pulling out all of the organ pipes because they were they were there at the beginning of that year it's weird as that sounds yeah no it it, i it was like shocking to me after i thought about it i'm like no 10 years ago was like Mm -hmm. when carla came back was like that is still new to me was like oh yeah like carla just came back no carla came back in like 2014 and that was 10 years ago it makes me sick it makes me physically ill that is disgusting so the time is going by too fast. DJ Mikey was two when I started. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, like uh, yeah. Have you seen him recently? No. <laughs> he's taller than me. He's like buff. He goes to the gym and stuff, and he's just he's like a grown man. So that that's still weird to me because like I remember him with a the little bull haircut running around. That's that's yeah. That's <laughs> that's what you guys are stuck for. You used to be cute. <laughs> i don't i don't recall that <laughs> uh yeah i i you also were the zombie that came out of the stage to open open night of the living dead so i have a picture of me recreating that because again everyone everyone i idolized back then had long hair and did like cool creepy stuff yep so I, I had you the, had long hair i had shoulder length hair um there were highlights. I, I I still have pictures. I show I show my kids, but I had shoulder length hair, um, and and I I was given that by Paul because he said I nope can't swear, um, but <laughs> the way that I could make my eyes was uh, scary as um, yeah. We're going to leave it there. <laughs> Use your imagination to fill in, um, but yeah, I. And I loved hanging out with you guys. Like I, I, re- I just remember because everybody used to talk about DJ, and this is how you knew he was going to be a director because he used to use his toys and set them mm-hmm. all up. And because I think I think underneath it all, I always was kind of designed to be a teacher. I always used to try and talk to them or like hang out. I will spare the. DB story that Jed was a part of with your entire crew when you started calling each other all summer's eves. Um, Wait, I don't No, I want to hear it. Uh, so you, I always thought of you guys as like the rat pack. Cause you guys yeah. were like all, all the, all the little kids. It was uh, Caitlin Newman, you, Sarah, like, all Jed, all of you used to be together, and all of you were addicted to calling each other douchebags. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Why? and I, trying to be the sensible eighteen-year-old that I was at the time, was like, "You shouldn't use that if you don't know what it is." <laughs> and Jed, it, with you next to him, goes, "All right, so what is it?" And we go, uh, you weren't supposed to ask. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, 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 that's okay. I'll just go and ask my mom and tell her that you told me to. Oh my God. And he's like, no! <laughs> Don't say that! <laughs> wow. 
And you guys thought it was hysterical because it made me so uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> Na- nowadays, it's like these kids can, uh, I'll just Google it on my phone. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> That's funny. It's f- it's funny because that kind of came full circle because Picnic, um, I-, I wanted to round back to that. I I think that was the show I started using my, my Playmobil to uh, – like actually recreate every show. Mm-hmm. Like I would always set it up and then just not do it. But this one, I would like have the lines down and everything, and I had like characters for each person. And I remember I brought all of them in to show everybody, like this is your play, this is you in Playmobil form. And I was so excited for to to just recreate it. And then I I did it. I think the I remember that one the most, and and Frank. Because I also brought in my Playmobil for that one. I'm like, this one's you, Mark. And I, I still remember which one was Mark. I don't know why that stuck with me. But he had, like, yellow boots and, like, nothing like Mark. But I don't know. It's just I, – I remember that so clearly now. And so it's weird to, like, now actually be doing it with people. Isn't it? Yeah. Like, how did that happen? How did we How did we grow – and the thing is, like, as you grow up – I'm just telling this because, you know, DJ's, like, a decade – plus younger than me <laughs> you still feel i still sometimes even when i'm directing like oh my god i'm such a fraud i'm a little kid yeah. right <laughs> why is anybody trusting me with <laughs> right. this right oh my god like it's, even during sweetie todd I, every every rehearsal beforehand i'm like okay I'm going to play the greatest role of my lifetime, and that's someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you'll get people who will ask questions, and then, like, you're like, oh, wait. Yeah, wait, why am I doing this? Like, <laughs> may, I, don't, I don't know that I know that answer. And then, but, like, that's all part of it is, like, you all grow and learn mm-hmm. together. So, like, the thing's going to keep changing. But, yeah, I feel like that sometimes. Like, oh, man, my Playmobil never talked back to me. <laughs> <laughs> <It> never, <laughs> They never ask these questions <laughs> to take me back. I, for me, the biggest the biggest thing that I've had to learn as a director, and this goes with adults and kids, is I don't have to do everything, nor am I responsible for doing everything. Right. I, and I'll never forget the first time I had to conduct an orchestra. And I remember looking at... It was for Wizard of Oz, and it was the crazy, like, hurricane scene where it's like, yeah. and I'm looking at it going, oh, my God, I couldn't play that on the piano. I'm really worried about this. Oh, my God, I can't, really, I, I, I can't play it. I can't play it. I can't. Wait, I'm not the piano player. Why am I worried about that? <laughs> and, like, it's like, and that's the thing is, even as a director, you're like, I don't necessarily have the range to sing that. Oh, wait. It's not my problem. Right. It's yours. Why am I worried about it? I shouldn't be. Good luck to you. Right. I taught it to you. I can't do it. It's not my job. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely feel like that. I'll feel like that until somebody sees it because we see the same thing over and over and over again. Like this could be a piling heap of garbage. I don't know, honestly. Mm-hmm. And then once somebody's, and I talked about this for Frankenstein, once Carla saw it and was like, oh my God, like, yeah, that's it. Then it's like, oh yeah. And then you start to see it. But when you're looking at the same thing over and over again, you're like, I'm a big old fraud. This is horrible. <laughs> Isn't it the most bizarre thing in the world? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you just, you do. And part of it is you care so much. Yeah. You want it to be good. You want everybody to appreciate it. And 
And the other thing is, there's always a trust from a cast of, okay, you're responsible. And a, a trust from us to the cast of, right. okay, we're responsible together, but neither of us want to let each other down. And you do, you do have those moments of, oh my God, was this too hard? Should I have modified that? Should I have changed that? Maybe. No. <laughs> yes. Fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then when you see it, it's like, okay, the decisions were made. It worked out. It's fine. Everybody actually enjoyed it. Yeah. And and we had something to say, and it was said, and right. no one died in the process. Right. Besides from, you know, you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 right. Yeah, I, I agree, and I can't wait till we're at that point to have people see it. Because I, I do know what, what this show is is good, but I know in the coming weeks I'm going to be like, I don't know what this is. It's just it's the same thing I've seen so many times. I need somebody else to see it and tell me what it is. Mm-hmm. And Deb and Joanne are coming in, and my dad is coming in to see it. And I was talking about this before, too. They, I've never just had, like, free reign of a show before. Mm-hmm. My dad's always been in – my dad's been in every single play I've directed because I, I love him as an actor. I genuinely mm-hmm. – I, I don't care that we're related. He is a phenomenal actor. So – I love having him in all my pieces. So like, he'll help me. He's like, well, you know, maybe like work on this a little bit or, or here's some advice for this. I haven't had that. So I'm, I'm excited for the, like a showcase. Like this is, this is what we got. And uh, I, I hope it delivers. I think it will. I mean, I, everyone's working so hard. I, I believe it will, but I'm excited for, for that. Well, I had this thought the other day at, at one of the rehearsals, I felt like I saw you as your dad like I just in the way that you direct and I'm like before you have only been directing for a few years now but like you said you always had your dad this is the first time you're really on your own and I had that view of you one day in rehearsal I was just like he really is doing this on his own he really is directing like with no choreographer (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) like you just seemed like you were a true director, not like an apprentice waiting to get your like your one shot to do to show people. Like you really are there. Thank you. I really mm-hmm. appreciate that. That means a lot. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like. I, I hope I can keep growing on that and yeah, keep keep producing quality stuff. But I feel like I just hit my stride. Oh yeah. With Halloween yeah. Dreams and then Frankenstein and then now oh. this. I won't change my answer on Picnic, but oh, Halloween Dreams. <laughs> I love Halloween Dreams so much. It's one of my absolute favorites. I, I just, I love that show. Me too. Me too. I love it. And I love that we came back to it because it was, it, everyone in the cast worked so hard in that and they really presented something to be proud of. And we talked about that scene with Joanne and Vanessa, but I don't think it can be talked about enough. Yeah. Truly. <laughs> they... It, it that was really really magical and um ari my, my daughter still talks about that scene wow that's she awesome. i she and she was four when she not just that scene that whole show she was four when we brought her and she was just she loved it she loves halloween so i think all of the bright colors and the lanterns and everything and she didn't fully understand everything that was happening but she just every time we drive by the theater oh that's where we saw the halloween show (laughs) she also brings up the slightly more 
traumatizing time that she wanted to come and see Jekyll and Hyde. Um, and that's where the bad guy would drink the potion and then wanted to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she, uh, she does. I can't wait till she's old enough to start doing things because mm-hmm. it was so impactful for so many of our childhoods in, in a good way. Yeah. That having that still be a thing, particularly because nowadays everybody's on their phones and, you know, you don't see as many kids wanting to do stuff because they stay home, which, again, believe me, I'm a total gamer. I I would play video games until (laughs) three o'clock in the morning. But getting out and doing stuff with like minded people is just it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And and I loved I love that story that that she liked it and it's still like and has an effect. And uh, a similar thing happened. Liam, I don't know. Well, yeah, Liam and Vinny. They're these two real young kids who are who take acting classes and stuff. They came to see Frankenstein. It's like I'm like I'm this, it's spooky. It, it's like there are some <laughs> some not great parts for for kids and. They loved it, and Liam came back a second time and was like talking about it, like real, like the heavy pieces of it and stuff, and like understood everything. And uh, Vinny, who's like he's like the smallest kid I've ever seen in my life, he was like dressing his toys up like Frankenstein and like mm-hmm. redoing it. So I'm like, and that I did that. Aww. And Autumn, Autumn, who, who was in Halloween Dreams and she does like everything at the theater, uh, has a Frankenstein doll from it. Which I want because it's like the cutest <laughs> Frank. It's the coolest thing ever, and it's just cool that like we are leaving an effect on kids. And and with Halloween Dreams, that's that's amazing that it's it's that one that's doing it. And Frankenstein is great too. It's just I don't know like our Halloween Dreams is ours. So yeah. like that feels even better because it's yeah. it's and yeah I don't know. So it's just special. It really is special to to leave an effect on especially kids. Well, and and that's. She she loves she always asks when I'm going to the theater. She always <laughs> there have been times she's come to rehearsals and ha- has mm-hmm. l- laid out for everything. And, and for the most part, I actually think she's pretty well behaved with. Oh, yeah. yeah with things that go. But she she loves loves this. And for, for like, a, again, when you're a kid, having that time respect is so great if a kid's going to do a show. Here's where you want your kid to do a show if yeah. there's something that for kids because guess what? You know the end time. You know they're leaving at this point. I I remember one of the shows that I did for somewhere else. It was the first day of school or the evening to the first day of school. So some kids had started that day. It was Tuesday. So Labor Day had been Monday. This was a rehearsal on Tuesday. Some kids had started Tuesday. Some were starting Wednesday. And it was it was Wizard of Oz, so there were a lot of kids in the, the cast. And I actually got into a fight with the director and the producer because they wanted the kids who were the munchkins to stay and wait for the whole rehearsal before they did curtain call. Hmm. And I just remember being like, do curtain call first. I I 
the they are kids they yeah. were like some of them were below 10 and i actually got really belligerent i was the i think most of the parents heroes because i was like <laughs> no they need to go home and go to bed that's where they're going like i was loud because that's something that we do you're done at nine you're done at nine you want to go get your kids start getting them ready for bed they're done at nine not they were told nine and it was ten thirty on the first day of school right. and they're still sitting here. Right. But I I just I I can't deal with that. And I again, plug for us if you're considering auditioning, <laughs> you get respected. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that matters. Yeah, and I I did that just last week. I was working with Sean and Jenna and we're like, we're we're we'll really just nail this out. So we'll use the rest of rehearsal on this. We had like 15, 20 minutes left. So I'm like, uh, everyone else, like, go have a great night. You're out early. Just uh, there's no need to make everyone sit and yeah. watch something that they don't need to exactly. know. Exactly. And, and that, I think, is something that goes and matters. It, yeah. it, it's, it's something because all of us are tired. All like welcome to welcome to the 21st century. We are all tired yep. 100% of the time. And we are grateful that people still want to do shows. Yeah. It's a two-way street. Thank you for doing it. I mean, yes, you're welcome that we cast you, but also thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And and I try to, to get that through a lot because they're they're sacrificing their time for no pay. Mm-hmm. It's just it's the experience that they're gonna get out of it. So the people that come in, I I'm so grateful when, when we have anyone audition because he truly nobody nobody has to it they're doing it out of the the true love that they have for acting for Mm -hmm. for theater for art so i'm always very appreciative of everybody who comes out even when i try to remember that like when when we get frustrated (laughs) it's frustrating (laughs) during a rehearsal or something like these people are are donating their time so we can make this piece of art let me let me pull back a little bit (laughs) as hard as it may be (laughs) so um, last question. What do you prefer, a straight play or a musical? Oh. And this could be this could be to be in or it could be just to watch. Up to you. Both all. That oh okay. <laughs> Sorry, Alex, I'm I'm I, I let's say So part of my part of my issue with watching musicals as i watch musicals too much from a director's yeah i i love being in musicals because i actually like adding a lot of the acting aspects to it that because i feel i'm always an actor first yeah even though i studied voice in college my mm-hmm. priority is acting i i don't i will sacrifice a lot of the song if i can act it so i love that but because of that when i watch musicals i'm known as mildly unbearable (laughs) (laughs) liz sanderson charlie charlie will will tell you and uh, both of them will be like oh god just don't invite him don't invite (laughs) him or or like like give him something to keep his mouth shut the entire time because the entire time watching it with the directors mind you're like 
That should have been different. <laughs> and, oh, yep, they're going to screw that up. All right. And are, it's not even always the actors, but 90% of the time I walk away going, what the hell was the director <laughs> thinking? Why would they have done that? Right. Did they ever even explain the song to him? <laughs> Did they talk about it? Like, I get, so there's that straight plays. I, I, I just, I love I I really do. I I I love almost all of them. I love watching. I love being. I I think it's so it it requires so much more of you. Yeah. Because again, I I don't get me wrong, I enjoy musicals to be in, less so to watch. Um but the song saves you. Yeah. It it gives you something of all right, I just have to get to the song, and and it, mm-hmm. even if I screwed everything else up, I can at least get to the song. I and get through it. A play, it's it's just you. Yeah, it's and there's so much more that can be interesting. That's small. I one of my favorite, favorite, favorite other shows that was done was Time Out for Ginger. Yes, I love that show. Yeah, it was a great show. I remember very little of it. <laughs> but the parts I remember were really good. But I remember there was one point Jesse was married to Joanne. Yeah. And Jesse made some sort of stupid comment, his character on stage, but it's a comment that Jesse could have made. Right. And Joanne just shot him this look that was so exactly what Joanne would have looked like at Jesse. Right. That I. It's ingrained in my head because Joanne was walking very quickly across the stage. He made the comment like she wasn't supposed to hear it. And it was a whip her face back and just glare at him. And I have that image in my head. That is so I'm like, fun. That is what straight shows can do. You don't yeah. have the time to do a lot of that during a musical. Mm-hmm. But straight shows, you have those little moments where just a look a, a glare, a slight sneer at the right time can just change everything. Yeah. And that's why... So I know that doesn't fully answer the question, but that's because I don't think I know the answer <laughs> for myself. That's fair. That's fair. I, I feel the same way watching movies. I uh, Multiple people have said they don't want to watch movies with me because like, I, I just... <laughs> I tear it apart, I, and and not on purpose. It's just what you do. Like, and I'm not trying to be negative or anything about it, but it's just like, oh well, like I feel like that they could have done this and that, and that would have fixed that. Mm-hmm. And not saying that I'm better than the director, but like I don't know. There's there are times when it's like, oh, that definitely should have been better than that. And I do that to every movie. It's I try not to, but you can't help it. It's it, it say it's honing your craft. Yeah, right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not that you're a butthole. You're honing your craft. Yeah. I think I managed to get away without swearing. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. It's tough. It is tough. It is. Well, we were we were in the car with the kids yesterday, and it's me in traffic, especially city mm. traffic. I uh, I would catch myself. I. I got real close one time, and I, I managed to get fudge out. And uh, they're like, oh, I know where that was going. I'm like, stop. <laughs> it didn't come out, so you heard fudge. And Natalie and I, we, we'd catch ourselves the whole time. We were like, okay, we can't. Yeah. And VJ doesn't swear, so he he, was, he had no <laughs> problem. <laughs> my, my, my super, super bad one, right when I moved into my new house, because it was built, we put all of the Halloween decorations in storage, 
and there was a leak and like one whole box of them was ruined and I was going through trying to figure it out and Liz brought my daughter Ari home and she was only I think she was only three at the time and she yelled when I got home when she got home Avi which is what she calls me where are you and because I was in that mood watching half of my decorations ruined I was like I'm in the fudging basement except replace fudging um and Ari (laughs) yells back and goes Liz he's in the fudging basement (laughs) I was like oh I got I got a I need just a personal beeper to go around (laughs) (laughs) just comes so easily it does it does (laughs) It, it really does and it, it, it got worse for me. I so I saw the Foo Fighters in a concert. If anyone knows who the, the Foo Fighters are, huge band. Um, and Dave Grohl is just like the coolest man ever. And every other word was was the f word. So after that, I'm like, that's me now. That's that's me. And so that whole summer, like every other word out of my mouth was that. And he's just so cool. That I'm like, I'm 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 doing this. And this was like 2019. I was way too old to be doing something like that. But like, I don't know. It was. It's still cool. I still think about that. Like. Yeah, I'm going to drop it every now and again because Dave Grohl does it, and he's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's a style choice. I like okay. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, You sound like me when I was in sixth grade, and I was like, I was having a sleepover with my friend, and I we were just like, no one's around, no parents are <laughs> in our room right now. Like we can just swear, and we just started swearing for fun because we were young and told we couldn't. Yeah, right. See, I was always told that I was allowed to. And then I voluntarily didn't until, like, midway through 15. Me too. I think I was the exact age. I was not allowed. I I was always – mom said it's a – my mother and my grandfather. It's a word. It doesn't matter. It's the intent behind it. And when you call someone a blinksterd, it has the same intent as saying – that one's not bad. Bastard. (laughs) I have a story about that (laughs) I I have to talk about. So so I – so I was always told, and it wasn't until 15 that I started swearing, and I, I, I remember still swearing at the lunch table, and it was ninth grade, and Amanda was sitting next to me, and she goes, oh, can you just not swear because it, it just sounds weird in your voice. <laughs> oh it, just, it, it just, it sounds weird hearing you say the F word. And I was like, why? Why did it? <laughs> but... <laughs> Now it's like, yeah, right. Now you said you said bastard, <laughs> which uh, is I. I was the same way. My parents like they didn't really care. They're like, come on, like don't try not to swear. Like you shouldn't say that. And my brother went with that. You remember that, Mike being mm. th- three years old, two feet tall, and saying every word in the book, no matter how much they tried to stop him. I, I, I your mother. Very specifically because he used the R word once and she said, I will take responsibility. And she listed this was during a musical rehearsal and she listed all the other swears. But she said, I am a fifth or third grade, whichever one it was at the time. Teacher, I would never use that one. (laughs) And I remember her saying it very, very specifically. Yeah. But Uh, that was your brother. Yeah. Yeah. He used to be a menace. Um so, so I was the complete opposite. I, I would not swear. I didn't swear until I think I was 15. And um, it was child's play. We're talking about child's play with, with my sister Rose. And she's like, now Mark says that one line, trying to get it out of me. It's like she says, He says that one line, um, 
he says, you're a uh, what? I can't think of it. It's a B word. And, and I knew every line in that show. So I was like, oh, he said, he said bastard. And and she's like, I'm telling mom you said it. <laughs> and so she, I, she didn't actually tell my mom. I went sobbing to my mom. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I oh said bastard. God. And my mom was like. I'm sure she was laughing. He's like, you're fine. You're whatever. <laughs> You'll DJ, get over it. What yes. happened to I you? Know. <laughs> I know. I know. Here I am now. I hold myself back at rehearsals, but at the after hour show of rehearsals is just like, they're flying. The Fs are flying. Yeah. I agree. They're just words at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. Like, they're sentence you're... enhancers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but to this day, I really am. I don't swear in front of my parents. If they, if I do, they're like, they give me a look and they're like, you shouldn't say that. Like, okay. Oh, that's wild. I swear. I swear to my parents. I swear with my parents. I mean, they, they don't really swear as much as I do, but. But that's the thing. They do. All oh, the yours, time. Yours do. Oh. They do all the time. <laughs> and then they'll like blame other people. They'll be like, you shouldn't say that. And I'm like, you just said it two seconds ago. <laughs> it just happens. Yeah. It comes out. Once it's part of the vocab, it yeah, just they're de- they're definitely not the people who like no sticklers, you cannot say that at all. Like oh, yeah. they will do it. Yeah. And just tell you not to. <laughs> <laughs> I think my mom's worse than worse than me. Yeah, I, I she she definitely she, she's a fiery, fiery, fiery <laughs> little woman. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's that's so funny. And she it, she is the only person and I actually mean this genuinely because I I I can be loud. I can be very loud. She is the only person I know who can outshout me. Oh my god! And like <laughs> physically, that shouldn't happen. Like right. vocal cords, it should not physically happen. Right. That woman, God bless her, and mom, if you ever listen to this, I love you dearly. But she, <laughs> she can actually completely outshout me, and it's like, <sighs> I don't know if it's I, I should like. Props. Props. Yeah. Because being louder than me is hard. Props. <laughs> Props, but actually horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> that can come out of somebody. <laughs> All right. Oh well, I God. think. I feel like this is the longest episode, is it? No, we're not even at two hours yet. What? We're at 155. Oh, well, we have to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> we're too close. Well, at this point, I think our sponsor requires it. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah right. Do you remember him from the beginning of the show? If you've been sitting around this long, that's, that's actually what I just pulled up. What's the sponsorship? Uh, uh, JDS Electrical, licensed and insured. Call 716 523 2711 for all your electrical needs. We'll, we'll get something better so we can shake it up and change that up every week. Yeah. A better sponsor? No. <laughs> no I'm, I'm sorry. That was bad. That was bad. We, we love, we love we, the sponsor. We, <laughs> we love you, JDS. We only have one sponsor. It is the best sponsor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we had some other people talk about becoming sponsors. Yeah. Um, also, I want to, to make an announcement to the cast, too. To um, They could still become members. We will open it up if you're mm-hmm. in the cast to become members because we have a ton of fun member events and we're doing the starry awards did i ever talk to you about those i those have been your dream yeah <laughs> yeah since i think before covid yeah wow yeah i had yes oh okay so it was <laughs> it was uh nosferatu that that we were working on and in the booth during that instead of actually running sound and doing my job 
I came up with a list of all the nom- nominees, all all the the categories. I loved Nosferatu too. Mm-hmm. I yes. thought that I thought as an ensemble, it was such a strong, strong show. Yeah, I mean, they, there was not a. It just you could look at that whole show. That was it. It was that one was a great one to be a part of. Yeah, that that really was, but. Gosh, <laughs> that was before the world ended. Right. That, <laughs> yeah. Yikes. That's one I want to come back to because I feel like I didn't fully. I thought it was a very good show and it looked phenomenal, but I thought I didn't do everything I could have. Like, I, I would like to come back you to You definitely could make it um, Frankenstein level. Yeah. Which I, I didn't I have the think, ability. Yeah. Then. I don't think you were there yet yeah. back then. Um, but I, I do still think it was a very good show and the cast. Yeah. The cast was amazing. So that helped a lot but yeah i that's one like frankenstein i i don't think i would ever go back to it because i think i i did i did it and then but this one i would love to well and that's that's the other thing when you complete what you want to there's your full statement yes and if in 10 years you look back at it and say oh well you know what maybe i do have more to say about it maybe i do have something or i didn't think of looking at this this way i used to read the scripts that just were in the back of the in the green room all the time and you'd see your dad's notes of terrible this year and then like eight years later not so bad (laughs) and like four years after that good or then there were other ones where it was the opposite where great okay (laughs) awful (laughs) you change as the years go by right I love the ones back there that are just labeled crap. <laughs> Before you even open it, it just says crap on the top. Actually, you know, and you know what I was laughing about? Because I didn't know, even know if you remember when the bookcases were on those ledges in the green room from way back when you were young. Yeah. I walked back there and we had taken the. It, Originally, the green room was separated, like it is now, into almost three different rooms where one side was the guys, there was the gathering space in the middle, and then there's the female side, and the bookcases would kind of divide it. Yes. And then we wanted, I don't i don't even remember why, I think it was 07-ish. It was right when it was painted actually green, because it used to be that sickening, awful yellow, yes. you know, a, that yellow-orange, like right. beige 70s. <laughs> that everybody's grandparents had at some point. And then we took all of the books down and then it was painted. And it, it was funny because like everybody then was like, oh my God, they can see us changing. Ah. It's like, oh, it's theater. Come on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. It's right. theater. Yeah. Well, now we're back to the bookshelves up there. So yeah, I, I do remember that because uh, you and Jed were there and I thought you were Jed's brother i think the whole time i'm like oh like that's that's got to be jed's brother like you both had the long hair it just (laughs) made sense to me i was basically adopted by them anyway (laughs) it's fine (laughs) yeah oh wow i do remember that that's a callback that's it so stories sorry okay yeah yeah. let's talk about sorry yeah that was me i circled back (laughs) i'm sorry well, you said it was an hour and 55 minutes. I decided to go on a tangent. I can, Come on. It worked. It worked. Um, yeah, the stories. I'm so excited for that. Alex and I are hosting. We're going to announce the nominees on here on the podcast. 
And any everyone who's seen – well, not everyone, but the people who have seen all of the shows this season will get a ballot and get to vote and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm so excited for that. And I want to get as many people there as possible, so as many people that could just become members. And then we have six or seven events throughout the year that are member exclusive that are just really fun. So, um, I mean, I'd, I'd be willing to take $20 still from people. <laughs> we, we meant to cut that off before, but. But it's it's also a really great thing, too, because going back, this is hearkening back to how it was almost 20 years ago, because, again, time kind of gets in the way, but there used to be, we used to have a, little, a lot more ability to do camaraderie things. Like, yeah. we would go, during the musicals, we would have, like, mini cast parties like every two weeks at someone else's house or we would go out for gatherings all the time. We did um, the Christmas concert, which everybody would have a riot with. We used to do movie nights too, which I know that that came back, but it's the first place I saw Jaws Yeah, was theater movie night sitting next to Jesse who would warn me, the entire time, oh, this is going to be scary, and you're going to scream. Oh, this is going to be scary, and you're going to scream. And, of course, I did scream every single time that he said it. But that's just as important as getting together and doing the shows. It's it's creating that family atmosphere right. that, again, everybody's gotten busy, but being able to go back to that and have these membership meetings, have these things that we look forward to. I remember the anniversary party used to be huge. Yeah. I mean, there were like 40, 50, 60 people there. You couldn't find a place to go. And, and that it would be amazing to get back to. We're not just a theater. Mm -hmm. It's a community. Yes. Yeah, and that's that's definitely what I want to build back to. So like staying after rehearsals and talking is always like fun because it's like you're feeling it again. Like okay, everyone's like we we're, we're something bigger than just mm-hmm. this play. Our our big one was Friday night. Everybody out for Zebs, which I know eventually became Witters, but at the time Zebs had half priced after nine uh, appetizers, so it was every Friday. Every single time you'd go out to Zeb's and then literally, literally, literally every single show. No, not just, oh, Friday, we're going to go out. It was, oh, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We are off to Zeb's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then it was Saturday and Sunday. We're off to Zeb's on Saturday. And on Sunday, we're going to eat something. It was literally every single time there was a show. And the poor waiters would just, like, faint. Because, particularly during musical se- season, because, hi, we have, we need a table for 22. Yeah. And no, we did not call ahead. Right. And no, we were just expecting you to put the tables together. Congratulations. <laughs> and you would just see them kind of look at us of all and go, <laughs> And notice, we stopped doing that. Yeah. And Zebs is out of business. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. So, so you figure that one out yourself, yeah. people. <laughs> we we so winners changed 
and it, it wasn't like how it used to be and stuff. So they always used to be accommodating, like, okay, you got 23 people, whatever. And then, like, at one point, they're like, just, like, let us know when you're coming, just so we like, prepared. And I'm like, yeah, great. And then we went – we showed up to Fridays one week, and they were shocked that we were there. It, it, it says they closed at, what, 1230? Yeah. like It, it says they closed at, at 1230. At least midnight. So And we were there at, like, 1030? <laughs> yeah. And they were shocked that people were, were showing up. So you're open till 1230. <laughs> Keep those fryers running. We're, we're here. And shocked. And we had, like, 12 Didn't, people. Wasn't there one time where they wouldn't let us come? Yeah, so we called the next week. And we're like, we'll be nice. And call ahead, <laughs> even though you are open until 1230. And uh, so we called ahead. They're like, yeah, no, you can't come. So there was there was one specific. It, it, it was Beauty and the Beast. All, all I freaking want from Witters are the garlic fries. <laughs> the garlic parmesan. Mm-hmm. That's all I wanted was the garlic parmesan fries. And... Beauty and the Beast, it was it was kind of like when I first realized, oh, my God, we don't go out after every show like we used to 10 years ago. It's healthier for our wallets and healthier for us. But, you know, we used to every show. So I was like, well, I'm just going by myself. And Liz, you're coming with me because I don't want to be completely by myself. And we're eating these garlic fries. And then nobody came. And I was like... All I wanted was my garlic fries, <laughs> but I guess I'll go home. <laughs> I was so depressed. Well, what did we do? Because I, I go out every Friday after every show or Saturday. Maybe we went to Saturday. I then. think now I, – I, I think it was – I don't even remember. Because I think we were going out Fridays, but I, I don't even remember why I didn't go or something. But anyway, I was like, that's all I wanted. That's all I <laughs> wanted. Funny. And I did get it. And here we are, four years later, literally four years later, and I'm still whining about it. But, you know, first world problems. Mm. Well, now they don't have the fries anymore. So No! They don't. Everything's that was changed. my one chance! <laughs> no! <laughs> Devastated! Four years later, how will I cope? They changed everything. Oh. Everything. I miss the fries. I miss them every day of my life. They really changed everything? Didn't you, you come with us? I don't know. <laughs> no, you didn't. it's not Witters now. You didn't come with us. When Madison came back the first time oh, she yeah, left, yeah. yeah, we ate there, and we're like, oh, my God, this is completely not Witters anymore. That's sad. That's all. Uh, end of an era. So you got to find something else. Zeb's is closed. Witters changed. Gosh. We're, and then after COVID, everything closes early. Still, they still. I think they they're like, oh, I like these hours, and they're all closing early. You know what? What stinks for me? It, again, first world problems. But <laughs> I have a massive coffee addiction, mm-hmm. and there is nothing I like more than after rehearsal stopping and grabbing a coffee. Again, no one else in the world does this. Yeah, but right. a, a hot coffee <laughs> in the middle of ninety degree heat, and I'm like, after at nine o'clock at night of all times. But that's what I always did. And now, like, even the Tim Hortons are all closed by that point. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wanted one. One <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to make myself. <laughs> it's like you're down to, to Jim's Steakout, and that's it. That's and all Denny's. you can do. And Denny's. Are you really, though? <laughs> <laughs> we went after one of them. And that was, that was something. Mm-hmm. Denny's. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Denny's don't sponsor us, please. <laughs> their money's no good here. <laughs> hey, I'll take their money. That's true. Denny's, we love you. 
we'll cut that out if you sponsor us. <laughs> so what it sounds like I'm hearing is, you hate her. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. That's that's all we got for you. We're over two hours now. All right. Uh, thank you all for listening. Yes. We appreciate you. Thank you, Sean, for coming on. That was oh, fun. it was yes, a pleasure. Thank you. It was uh, lots of laughs, lots of fun. Mm-hmm. We'll have to bring you back on to do one of the the after show ones because those are fun and exhausting. <laughs> after after you just <laughs> were sweaty in the booth and and did a play, well, <laughs> you just have to do it before I go back to Disney. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. When's the next time you go back? Uh, <laughs> a week after we close. <laughs> oh my- I think we're gone a week after we close too. I I go six times a year. What do you want? <laughs> How do you go six times a year? Timeshares, timeshares, honey, timeshares. Give me my timeshares. <laughs> well, well, like we should do it like right, like after like a, a Sunday show or something. There, yeah, perfect. And then okay. then we're all good. <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks for listening. Hey, follow us on social media at Star Night Theater, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, that's all we got. Yeah. Don't quit it anymore. It's only 600. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.